listening to Around Comics. Welcome back to another episode of Around Comics, episode 371, Carnage Energy Drink. I came up, I, don't you feel like Carnage and Venom are either like energy drink names or like bait, like big softball bat company, like like Carnage, the, the Carnage Wilson bat for like extra power? I, I think it's like, um, like Monster Energy Drink. Like the way their logo looks looks kind of like carnage. Carnage, you know, like it's got a heavy, big carnage energy to uh, to energy drinks in general. <laughs> What's up, gentlemen? I'm Brian Salazar. Always, as always, Christopher Niesman and Tom Caters are here. We are around comics, and you're watching us on something YouTube or somewhere. Yes. I don't know. The, or maybe you're listening to this. Later. You're in my basement. You're in Tom's basement. <laughs> Chris is on the other side, right over there. Chris is double fisting things. He's drinking. So I thought I have, you stopped have, drinking. Yeah. Have, Wait. You, no, I went like two months, and now I will have a couple pointless during the podcast. Um, so I've got a um, little weak. bourbon. A little, Very weak. a little, a little. It's like a hundred. It's like a hundred proof. It's not weak a at all. Thimble and. Uh, Thimble and then bourbon. I have um, a fucking is, bourbon uh, fairy from uh, Rogue Brewing. This is their their honey Kolsch. Oh, very it's nice. Delightful. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, new sponsor to the show, Rogue Brewing. Rogue Brewing is a new sponsor. That would be news to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah all they right. Gave what's me that going beer. on? They, um, <laughs> I'm drinking uh, a Tom Caters. I don't uh, know. Tom <laughs> Collins. I'm at. I'm having a Topo Chico hard seltzer. Ooh, how are those? I didn't know Topo Chico had out yeah, of professional somebody curiosity. Having, I'm trying yeah. them. Uh, somebody having a pretty good advertising client? No, the competition, but I always try mm. the new ones when they come out. It's I pretty good. It. If you like Topo Chico, you'll probably like this. I do. I love Topo Chico yeah. all the time. Well, I used to drink them all the time until I got a seltzer machine and then I mm. just my own. I make my own seltzers now. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I've also I've got the uh, the soda stream, so I'll stay hydrated there. So, wow, you got too many beverages. You, I'm gonna have to pee. I'm gonna have to pee in about ten minutes yeah. here, guys. So, Chris is like a um, NASCAR driver. Yeah, I got an IV in hydrating me while. I'm... <laughs> uh, uh, before before we forget, uh, for uh, folks out there, we missed uh last week because everyone was sick and mm -hmm. uh and so i made it up we 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 gave you an ac tv episode for free we did a bonus a free bonus yeah. TV, normally patreon exclusive but no we gave it free to the masses because uh, that's what we do we're the people's podcast i watched invincible Oh, look at that. You could, yeah. the, you could have been on that episode. Could have been. I think I probably yeah. watched it all after you recorded it, but oh. I had what, a lot uh, of free time. 
what did you think? It was good. Chris, did you freeze? Is Chris frozen? <laughs> There's he just sedentary. <laughs> it was good. We liked it. We did like it. Yeah. I think you're having some internet yeah. problems. Yeah. You you're got that problem. weak, you got that weak Wisconsin internet. <laughs> way up north. He's yeah. way up there. We can't really get uh, the get... Republicans in Wisconsin don't want you using the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Robin Voss. That motherfucker. Robin Voss has cut your no need for high speed. It's just uh AOL's good enough for me. It was dial up is fine. This country was built on dial up. Tony <laughs> Ever will never have five <laughs> will never no. You'll never be able to stream a video and play a game online at the same time. <laughs> this no wonder nobody can, no, no restaurants can find workers. Everyone's got <laughs> broadband internet. They're all busy watching Netflix. Meanwhile, your company's going to shit. No, he'd be like, they're too busy watching them blockbuster movies, and which uh, which I watched. The, uh, I watched the last blockbuster yesterday on. Uh, I think it's. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, with the just the documentary of uh, the last uh, blockbuster. blockbuster. The oh, yes, do I have Max Headroom? Uh, mm-hmm. You were the le- you were the next he- you were the last Max Headroom is what Wayne Wayne Masso. What's up, Wayne? You're always here. You're always yeah. on Facebook watching us. Hey, we Wayne. appreciate. It. What did you do last week, Wayne? Right. <laughs> we did have- I had someone contact us. On Instagram, being like, "Hey, where's the new episode? It's Thursday morning, and I'm driving to work." We're all that, dude was, that dude was pissed. He was not happy. Um, <laughs> he also did not appreciate the fact that Tom is usually late. He said, mm. uh, <laughs> he said that "The fans pay attention, Tom. You have to talk to my kids about that." <laughs> I uh, I did not let him know that Tom did not give a fuck. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, Tom, Tom has no very, very not interested. Yeah, I, I just said, well, I'll let him know. I'll let Tom yeah. know. <laughs> so I did. I did my yeah. part. Okay, that's all I can do. Uh, I watched. Uh, well, anyway, back to Invincible. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I. Well, we talked about it obviously at, at length. We yeah. loved it. Did you enjoy it? Did you first? Yeah, did, cool. Were you a uh, Invincible? comic book reader did you read the comics yeah i did for a while and then yeah. I, I think something happened in it where i was just like yeah i'm out but i read I for a while ha- I, I think that happened to all of us yeah where <laughs> i was just like eh. there's some like i want to say it was like some anniversary issue or some like big blockbuster number where something happened and i was just like yeah i think i'm out and then I dropped up. I read for a while. I enjoyed it. I thought, mm-hmm. not to belabor it since we already did a whole episode, but yes, I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Very good. Very good. I, dug yeah. I dug it. And uh, and if you like that Invincible episode, you can listen to Sal and I talk about Jupiter's Legacy. Yes. Yeah. We just saw- head on over to uh, patreon.com slash around comics. You can get access to that. Which, how's, uh, the be- how's the beard in, in action? Better than better than the trailer. Uh, Said they did some work on it, probably between the trailer. Maybe, yeah. We talked about it, and all I will say is that Sal, you were correct because we only we we did that. It dropped on Netflix, so you can binge the whole thing. I came into the episode 
having only watched the first one, I think Sal had watched uh, up through like episode five or something like that. And I did not like the first episode. And Sal said, it does get better. And you were right. I'm up through the fourth one. And uh, it's gotten better. Yeah, I, I think it we'll talk about that on Sunday. Yes, we will. It, it, I think it continues to get better. So um, I I like Jupiter's Legacy. I like what they did with it. I like how they changed it. I watched. Um, so my son wanted us to start watching. I, t- I said this before the chronological Marvel, the Marvel MCU movies in chronological order. And originally he wanted to include like the Spider-Man yeah, movies and the Fantastic Four movies and Jesus the X-Men movies. And I talked him out of that because I'm just like, we're not going to make it through. There's too many bad movies. I mean, I, I, I reminded Sal that that includes three Blade movies. Well, I would be okay with that. <laughs> no, those aren't the problem. Yeah. It's the Fantastic Four ones that you yeah. get a little bit like, oh, God. Two Hulk movies. <laughs> two of the X-Men movies that are just god-awful. Um, yeah, it's not the blade movies that'll do you yeah. <laughs> but i talked him out of that we're just doing the regular mcu and if you well the part of it was like if you watch them in chronological order it's a it's captain america the first avenger and then it is about seven really mm. shitty movies and then you finally get to like iron man <laughs> you're like oh my god <laughs> yeah. like, we're not gonna really? make it man. there's no way it's this is too much so but we watched yeah. so we watched Captain America the First Avenger which i think is a is a perfect captain america movie great movie uh, it's my, my probably one of my favorite that's up there is my favorite marvel movie yes I, I, as, a, as a as a captain america fan since i was like 12 13 years old i i don't think i could have asked for more out of that movie it, it was so good uh, and i loved i've seen it probably at this point, I've probably seen it five or six times. It's and the I, only Marvel movie I've probably watched multiple times. Yeah. Like, act, like not just casually, like, when it's mm-hmm. on, see, like, 15 minutes of it, but, like, yeah. sit and watch it. Because, right. to me, it's, like, the one, besides Thor Ragnarok, the one, and maybe Ant-Man and Wasp a little bit, that has some, like, mm-hmm. its own style. It's got like some style, right. to it, uh, you know. Guardi- like Guardi- Guardians one, I would throw yeah. in there. Yeah, I would throw that. In. It's got like a little bit of its own flavor yeah. to it, um, you know, like a little bit more than the absolute sort of Marvel movie house style, for better or worse. That sort yeah. of dominates like eighty percent of those movies. <laughs> I, I wish Doctor Strange had followed that path instead of being kind of cookie cutter MCU. It needed some. Strange, yeah, almost, to it. almost yeah. strange. Which hopefully they do. In the watched, so the the second movie we watched in chronological order is um, Captain Marvel because it comes out in the nineties. Mm. That would be the second one of the official mm. MCU. Um, and not a good movie. That's just we not a have good... differing opinions on it. I enjoy that movie for the silliness that it is. Silly? What's silly about it? I, I the, the, all the nineties pastiche stuff it's the music's good the 90s music i like uh yeah. sam jackson carries the movie i mean without sam jackson that movie is a complete pile of shit well, i just, just think yeah what's her name is completely without charm she just has no personality she's charmless there's nothing likable about her she's just I, so I, darn I, cute though sal i don't agree um i also think that character itself aside from like 
aside from Brie Larson's kind of like, eh, okay, yeah. you know, like right. it's the whole. The, the, I mean, I like what they kind of did with it as far as you know, uh, retconning the history yeah. of it and trying to, you know, I thought that was kind of neat and and the scroll stuff I really liked, yeah. but just. She just, there's nothing, it's like she's got no personality. Like, there's just nothing, like, in so many of the actors that are in the MCU, whether the movies are good or bad or great or not so great or whatever, it's like most of the time you have an actor who is a lead who is at least charming, likable, and that you enjoy watching on screen. You know, whether it's obviously Robert Downey Jr. probably leads the cast in that sense he's you know completely charming in uh, as iron man and in most everything he does but i mean most of the characters in the mcu most of the actors in, in some way are and it's just like she just seems like like a, a soap dish i don't know she just is not i don't i don't find her interesting mm. at all but that's all right it's okay it was the second one next up is i think x i think we're i don't know if we're gonna do the x-men movies or not so next i guess would be iron man which the first iron man i liked but after that, it's uh, the kind of diminishing returns <laughs> yeah, on, the, on the, uh, the old Iron Man franchise. Though I like Iron Man 3. I, I saw part of it the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, I do like this movie. I think it's tough, you know, with the... With the Marvel movies, like, once everything starts getting really linked together... Like it can kind of feel like, wait, what is what movie is this? <laughs> like, what am I like? What's happening? Well, like, like I know Gwyneth Paltrow feels the same way because yeah. that there, there's a interview or something she's doing, yeah. and yeah. she's talking with uh, it's like Tom Holland, and Robert Downey Jr., and her, and they're talking about whichever one of the movies, and she's like. Oh, did that happen? She's like, and they're like, yeah, you were in that movie, Gwyneth. You, she had no idea. And I mean, I get it. I, uh, yeah, I can completely understand that. Like, <laughs> you know, if you're not paying attention, if you're just an actor, like, which is this an Avengers movie? Is this right. an Iron Man movie? Like, what? Which they all kind of just were one big movie. Yeah. At some point, you know. Anyway, what else? What else? Are we, do we want to watch the? Uh, so the yeah the Venom two trailer came out. Speaking of, oh uh, yeah, that would uh, be interesting. If we watch that. Did you guys see Venom the first Venom movie? I have. What did you What did you think of the first Venom movie? It was all right. Yeah, I like I I don't I've said this before. Like I think most comic book movies are all pretty much the same, with a few exceptions being exceptionally bad. <laughs> or being exceptionally good. And a lot of people spend a lot of time parsing what is really honestly not that quality-wise different. <laughs> like, like, oh, Venom, that's terrible. You know, it's like, it, it's fine. Like, I like Tom Hardy. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, really really it. yeah. it's a really ridiculous character, like, when you, yeah. you step back and look at it. So it's like, how... how like, what did you want a Venom movie to be? Take it? Yeah, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man's not even in it. <laughs> He's not going to be in the second one either, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I think I saw it on cable or something, and I was watching, and I was like, yeah, this isn't bad. You know, like, I don't know, I heard so many negative things about it, and then I watched it, and I was like, people get too worked up 
right about these things it's like it's not come on this is not that much like i've different than the marvel movies that you wet love you love so much it's like come on let's get get real here <laughs> come on folks come on let's folks get real let's get real yeah uh yeah. wayne says the mcu movies are very cooker cookie cutter in their approach to storytelling they don't swing for the fences in them no yeah they don't I, I think it was a really hard line to walk because you're trying to have continuity over how many is it 15 movies over a decade and you wanted to have a cohesive universe. 20, and it, 23, I think. Is it 23? <laughs> think, whatever. I think it's 23 movies. Yeah. <laughs> and they all kind of have continuity with each other. So it's really hard to walk that line and have everything make sense, but have them, you know, you, everything can't be weird and wacky and its own movie. It has to, it's just like the comics. They got to fit in the universe. Do you ever think we'll see like a uh, you know a Marvel movie by like the Coen Brothers or like you know uh, some sort of really auteur director that you know really takes no. it in a, in a odd you and know, it, different yeah record? yeah it, it's the yeah the Hulk by Andy, which I liked that for yeah. most of that movie honestly yeah. uh, until mm-hmm. the end was terrible until it got until it got too comic booky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you'll ever see that ever again. But I don't think Ang Lee is a real, um, like, out there director. You know what I mean? You I don't want you I, want a Wes Anderson yeah. Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Where imagine the Baxter Building in sort of the Wes Anderson style, like mm-hmm. cut out, like flat. One dimensional, yeah, like here's everything that's happening within the Baxter building. <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> that would actually be pretty cool. I could see that. <laughs> a Wes Anderson, fantastic like, yeah, part. like oh, actually, now that I say that, I'm like, oh, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I love Wes Anderson. <laughs> I, 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 you could see the kooky family living, you know, yeah. in this building and all the tenants that they have to deal yeah. with. She's the really room. The, the uh, janitor, or the not the janitor. What was the the Willie the mailman? What was? Oh the yeah, movie? yeah, Willie the mailman. Or you know, like here's the room where we keep the molecular man. <laughs> just like you know, like and you just see, you know, it's like a cutout. You know, I'd like to see the Wes Anderson version of Doctor Doom. Is <laughs> Ben Stiller? And we and we would probably all love it, and it would be a horrible flop. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, they're trying to make a billion dollars every time they make a movie. Yeah. So you've got to kind of make it a little homogenous, a little bit for everybody. It's yeah. for everyone. Marvel is, you know, comics are for everyone, and and that's I, that's a, you know, I'm ready to see the Werner Herzog Dazzler <laughs> movie. Hey, listen, guys, you already got you already got she Werner dances. Herzog in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, you're that's not the closest you're ever gonna get, which. <laughs> Which, <laughs> if you had never, you told me that like ten years ago, your head would have exploded. Like, wait, what? Werner mm-hmm. <laughs> Herzog will be the bad guy in a Star Wars TV <laughs> show. And I'd be like, oh, okay, I guess yeah. So. And it's. Great. I mean, I guess I don't know. I guess you'll see. I mean, I, I obviously, you know, all those movies they have so many people involved in them creatively, you know. Where you have seen some people, you know, can probably navigate that better than others. Or someone like uh, 
uh, Taiki Watiti, you know, like seems to have had some success sort of navigating the Disney structure, whether it's with Thor or with the stuff he's done in Star Wars. You know, like he's right. someone who's shown, you know, for whatever reason, he can navigate it where you've had other movies that have had, you know, directors disappeared or removed because they couldn't quite navigate whatever the well, what about thousand uh, hoops are that are probably involved. Now that I think of it, like, would you consider the, even though it's more, it's a lot of pastiche and homage, but like the Joker movie, it's Mm -hmm. pretty out there as far as like, you know, I guess even though it's not necessarily anything new as far as cinema goes, as far as a comic book movie goes, it's 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 pushing some boundaries. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we all know he's, you know, he's basically aping Scorsese and and you know and DePaul yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff. But uh I guess maybe, to me that's maybe, why maybe I, they maybe they were aping comic books. I don't know. Well, they were I'm definitely joking. aping <laughs> Yeah, I guess to me, like when I'm thinking of like you know, we throw out the example of the Coen brothers or like the you know, or Wes Anderson. That's, I guess, to me, that's different because they're sort of like their own uni- unique, like mm-hmm. thing, right? Whereas, like the Joker is kind of such a homage to like, right, right, previous stuff. You know, like it feels like, oh, I get that. That's you know, that's Mean Streets. Yeah, but you know, like, but the Joker, you know, like, which isn't bad. It's just. No, no, it's like a but I think it was it was unexpected. I don't think necessarily people expected that before it came out, and that and then it was polarizing as well. It wasn't it it certainly wasn't homogenous. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Good or bad, it wasn't better or worse. Yeah. At some points it's like, hey, maybe make it more like a (laughs) (laughs) I like the Joker movie. Um you know, brings up another just idea of like, yeah, you know, if you look at um, like foreign films, you know, like anime and stuff that's based mm-hmm. on anime or, or manga, you know, I was thinking of like a movie like Old Boy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that's a fucking out there, yeah, and there's no hesitation, or even like Attack on Titan or you know, uh, yes. Death Note, you know, the. They're like a little more free stylistically to kind of do whatever the hell they want because there's not that um, that sort of house style. There's not that you know. Whereas Marvel movies, you got to kind of fit it into you know everything. There's like a certain tone, yeah, to a Marvel movie that makes it a Marvel movie. You know, like it's like when you deviate from that. It gets like, oh, a little strange, you know, like I feel weird. You're only allowed to be so serious. And you're only, you know, you can have yeah. your death scenes and your poignant moments, but you also have to have it's like every, the levels on everything is like preset. Like it needs to be at least this much funny <laughs> and like this much poignant in every there's you know, there's yeah, there's level they they just it's alchemy. You yeah. just have a little bit of this, a dash of that. Down. Yeah. Some, some, you know, humor here. You need like the, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit Stanley, of that. A cameo. You got to throw in a Stanley. Yeah. 
Yep. Let's watch. Let's watch this Venom trailer. I'm excited. I haven't seen it. Chris, are you there? Are you you froze? Yeah, Chris has got that bad Wisconsin internet. <laughs> You're a little fuzzy, bro, buddy. I, His AOL trial. Can't make out any of your features. He's, he's like Rorschach. Oh, he's, and he's gone. And that's it. That's that's all for Chris. We lost him. Oh, we Show's go to over. Gone too. All right, let's do this. Should we You're wait not- for Chris to watch Venom? So I know nothing about this new Venom movie. I have not watched the trailer. Other than Carnage, isn't it, I guess? Yeah, I know Carnage is, and I believe uh, Woody Harrelson mm. plays Carnage, because that was from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oops, I got to switch you guys. Hold on a second. There we go. Now you're, now you're there. I'm done. All right. Let's, let's watch this Venom trailer and see, this. Uh, see what happens here. Gotta have a trailer before the trailer now. Yeah, right? Chris. I say either. I say either. I say neither. And I say neither. Neither. Either. Neither. Neither. Let's call the whole thing off. Actual trailer? Excuse me. Yummy. <laughs> Was that real? I feel like I'm being posed. Hey, Mrs. Chen. So it's Good a comedy. Carson Hall, Mrs. Chen. He says hi. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. <laughs> I've been thinking about you, eh? Because you and I are the same. Every decision we ever make. Who do we leave behind? And how do we leave them? Waiting in the darkness for the rescuer who never comes. Welcome back, Eddie Brock. It's been a long time. Miss you. So much. Soon come chaos. Chaos. Soon come. The chocolate delivery hasn't arrived yet. No! We had a deal. What's gonna happen? You gonna stop protecting me? I am happy to eat, Mrs. Chen! No, no, you cannot eat, Mrs. Chen. What? Nothing? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh... Okay, that was interesting. That was the thing. That was the yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, wow. I uh, I did not expect that exactly. <laughs> but I don't know if I hate it. I'm not sure that I hate it. I I, I kind of like the fact that they're leaning into the, the ridiculousness 
Yeah, yeah it's well. That'll be interesting to see how much of the movie is that tone. I think we had we had talked about um, uh, one of my favorite movies, um, the uh, Payback, and how that trailer in like two minutes they put every funny line from the movie into the trailer, and so people thought it was a comedy, and it's it's a hard boiled, you know, action movie. You know, uh, yeah, I I hope that all of the funny parts of that movie weren't in that trailer. I just, I'm not sure how to feel about that, that opening scene, the breakfast and he's like, sing, like venom singing, singing. the song and the voices. Uh, that's a, that was a weird scene. That was odd. I don't know. I, but I kind of like it. I kind of, I mean, I guess how do you portray the fact that Venom is sort of driving Eddie Brock crazy mm-hmm. by you know this symbiotic relationship? It's such a Venom is such a ridiculous ki- idea from the beginning. So I guess yeah, go, go with yeah. it. Just lean into it, right? Mm-hmm. Carnage is even more like right. Like let's <laughs> that was the like, most carnage thing, most carnage looking carnage I've seen. Yeah, it's like let's pour some energy drink on Venom, like pretty much, and like. <laughs> well, I guess so. I didn't know. I never read any Carnage stuff, really. I don't. I don't. I didn't know about Carnage, really, where Carnage came from or what the history of the Carnage was. So I, re- I, I looked it up today just to kind of mm. be aware. And so Carnage, Eddie, and and this serial killer. Uh, whoever Woody Harrelson's character's name, I can't think of the character's name. Mm-hmm. Are the original Carnage was? They're inmates together in prison in Ravencroft, and then the symbiote Venom has a baby, basically. And then because it's a symbiote and it doesn't give a shit about anything, it just leaves it there. It just a and when Eddie gets released. It just is like, oh, I don't care, and it just leaves it, and then so the symbiote it's attaches baby? itself. The baby it leaves its baby in a cell. Yeah, it has no remorse. It's, yeah. a, it's a symbiote, dude. It has no, you know, paternal instincts, and um, and that's how it then attaches itself to this serial killer, and then the, and and the explanation was because it was born in a foreign atmosphere earth it's it's even more sort of powerful and different than the venom symbiote and that's why it's yeah carnage is symbiote i don't symbi symbiote is it symbiote 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 i'll accept either either one was that a was that a mcfarlane was it was that a mcfarlane character am i no uh, it was there. Dan Seems Slott. like it was about that time, right? It was, I believe, it was Dan Slot. Cletus Cassidy is Carnage. Uh, First appearance, nineteen ninety one, created by mm-hmm. David uh, Michelini and Eric Larson. Oh, Eric Larson. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yeah, Cletus I Cassidy. I mean, let me see the Carnage entry as I look up on the. Uh, Mark, created by David Michelini and Mark ba- Bagley. Oh, Bagley. Oh, okay. I don't know why I was thinking Dan Slott. He wrote a lot of Spider-Man. Maybe that's why I was thinking it. Yeah, there were those 
Yeah, Michelini. Didn't Michelini uh, write a lot of the McFarlane issues? That sounds about right. So it's a, around that time. It's around that time, yeah. Got a McFarlane. It feels McFarlane-y. Mm-hmm. Certainly. I mean, you know, take Spider-Man Holy and mackerel. running off of it, and that's kind of Spider-Man. Either one of any any whether either one of you have uh, Amazing Spider-Man three sixty one. I probably did when I was a kid. It's going for like a thousand dollars on eBay. <laughs> what is is that the Carnage? Uh, that's the that's video? the first appearance of of Carnage. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. At last, the spawn of Venom. I remember that was a big effing deal. It was least, a big deal. I was reading Spider-Man at the time. I don't think I was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember. All right, that. so Venom, interesting. I don't know. You guys gonna go run out to the theaters? That is that gonna be the movie that brings you back <laughs> to the theater? <laughs> yes, it's gonna be. I'm gonna go see Venom. Let there be carnage eight times in the theater. <laughs> not so much, Chris. Not so much. Uh, it's different. It's uh, yeah. We'll give you Chris is frozen again. A resounding maybe. All right, fine. That's all I can accept. Uh, all right. Well, have we read any comics this week? Since we've talked about nothing but movies. Yeah. Oh, did we? Oh. Oh, Tom did. Yeah, I read that Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha, whatever <laughs> weird numbering that is. I read that as well. It was cool. I liked it a lot. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. I didn't realize I wanted to see a Steve McNiven drawn Star Wars book until I saw it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this is fucking rad. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I I didn't know about this is a uh, um David Soul right or not David Soul Charles, Charles Soul um Charles Soul he's been a guest on the show Sal I know I know I know <laughs> I, I knew that I knew that but this is a gigantic this. event this is like a huge yeah. cross uh. Have we ever had a crossover Star Wars event? I mean, before Marvel took over Star Wars, like, was there oh, ever a gigantic? This is a gigantic crossover event in the Star Wars universe. We've done a couple in the Marvel time, not as big as this. Like, this is like a classic, like giant. This is like, a Bendis level. Yeah, like a Bendis level summer. <laughs> like yeah it's a very huge event type thing which uh i guess i'm like Ugh, i don't know if i'll read all of them i read this one and i was like ah, oh, that's pretty good I... it was weird reading it, it was like i i was kind of waiting i was like oh is this a single issue like does this story wrap up in this one issue because as as i was reading it it was like okay boba fett's it's it's just to let people know, it, it Boba Fett is returning mm. on Solo, who's frozen in carbonite, to Jabba the Hutt. That's when this story opens during that okay. time frame. Um, and something is going wrong with the carbonite, and so he has to make a pit stop mm-hmm. and try and get it fixed, or else Han Solo's body's basically going to rot, and mm. he's not going to be able to turn him into Jabba and get his money, his bounty. Mm-hmm. So. The problem is, is that he goes and sees this dude and the dude 
will only take cash up front and Boba Fett doesn't have any cash. So it turns into this thing of like, well, I need someone dead. How about you go kill them? And then I'll do this job for you. And, uh, and so he ends up in like a sort of gladiatorial tournament yeah. in order to murder this, this spider woman character. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, but it was cool. It's, it's a, it's a cool, like, you know, yeah. I mean, the art in it's, awesome i was just like oh this is cool i could see him anytime he wants to draw more star wars stuff i'd be like yes i'm all i think i'm trying to i i don't know if he's gonna be doing i don't think he's uh, i think he might be doing the mini series that comes out later of it but not like the other issues to it but i was like oh yeah this is you know like um it's it was it was cool because it has is doing the thing that I actually really enjoy about the Marvel Star Wars stuff. Like when I was a kid, I never got into the extended universe stuff because it just always felt like, ah, I don't care. Like, <laughs> like I never liked, I guess I, I was never that into the idea of like expanding the universe that much. Right. You know, like I was just kind of like, I liked the characters and I mm-hmm. was just like, I want to see what happens to those characters. And I wasn't too interested in like, what, what are they going to do later? Or what are their kids going to do? You know, like that never held like a lot of interest for me in the long term. Like occasionally I would read one, but then I'd be like, yeah, I don't care. And uh, the Marvel, the Marvel approach, which seems like the much nerdier like thing that I would usually complain about, about like mining all the spaces in between. It's actually kind of fun. Yeah. I find like, it's like yeah. the spin, the things you don't cover in the movies and the TV show. Turns out I'm perfectly cool with you doing it in a comic book that I can <laughs> pay attention to or forget, you know, like you think like, part of it is because, uh, Marvel has better talent on it. Cause I have always had a problem with, and we've talked about this on the show multiple times where I don't really like licensed property comics. Yeah. 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 But they, 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 most of those companies are putting their money into buying the license, not into paying their talent. Yeah. No offense to anyone that's worked on anything in the past, but I just think like, I've really liked a lot of the star Wars stuff since Marvel's taken it over. And it's like, there's also really good. I mean, Charles soul is a really good writer. Mm-hmm. Steve McNiven is a phenomenal comic book artist. You know what I mean? Like you're Mark not. Cassidy is pretty good. He's pretty good, even though he's a bike thief. So... <laughs> in the astral plane, an astral plane bike thief. In the in the dreamscape, yeah, bike thief. Yeah, um, I I think part of it too though is like um, the I I would imagine that the usual previous relationship of like a licensed comic was we're going to do this yes or no like can we get permission to do this and a varying level of like interest in like um a vision of what like the franchise is about whereas i kind of get the feeling that you know marvel marvel is disney now like they own are, it. no, they, they own it. Like want. that's their stuff. Yeah. Like so, there's people who, you know, editorially or at least like 
you know, sounds and seems like there's like a vision of how these things all fit together, like in a way where it's like, oh, this comic story can fit right in there, you know, and it's sort of like you watch like the Mandalorian was sort of like, oh, wait, like episodic Star Wars, you know, the Clone Wars did this too, where it was like, oh, like Star Wars can work really well as like an episodic thing where like here's this adventure that kind of ties into the next adventure like yeah. which is comics right it's like how do we right. fit this all together and like serialized storytelling yeah so finding like yeah. hey like what does happen in between this moment and that moment it's not like nothing happened so like finding these little like yeah nooks have and crannies sort of dance have, around and have you watched the bad batch yet i, I started it's really good. I, and that's I turned that's, it on mm -hmm. and immediately was like, ah, fuck, I gotta watch the Clone Wars. <laughs> Cause you know what I mean? Like I was like, ah, I know the Clone Wars is really good and I should love it, it and I should I should be able to sit down and binge it, but for whatever reason I just haven't. And I find it easier to skip around to episodes. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes yeah, there's like stretches of episodes where it's just like, nah, I don't know. I don't know I've, I've got a, I've got a spoiler for you, Sal. Oh, god! In the end, Anakin turns into Darth Vader. <laughs> but there's episodes, there's stretches of episodes that I skipped, or I just yeah. was like, yeah, I'm not that interested in this story. Here's, here's and it's never what, what, that tight story wise that you're like, what, what's happening? Yeah, you know, I mean, like so, they do a pretty good job. Of, yeah, watch, so watch the Mandalore. What, what, anything with the Mandalorians, watch that because those are my favorite stories. Can I, can I just jump into the Bad Batch then? Oh, yeah, I think you could. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they are, um, genetic mutations of clones and they, and it's the, it's the dirty dozen that's basically that idea. They're a, they're All a black right. ops yeah. team and they're a bunch of misfits. Go. They've done a pretty good job. They did a pretty good job with like the Clone Wars mm -hmm. stuff of like my kid loves it and he sometimes doesn't pay attention or forget. You know, like they don't ever leave you too far in the dark about like what's happening or why you know, why is this character doing this? They always find a good way of like what? being like, "Oh, okay. Like that's what this character is." So uh, I mean, I, I've watched Clone Wars, but Bad Batch doesn't read that way to me as like a Mm -hmm. God, I don't know what's happening in this. Like, I think in the true like rediscovery, I, I, I love in the Star Wars Renaissance. They've gone back to what makes Star Wars great, which is ripping off uh, uh, classic things like <laughs> the Dirty Dozen and yeah, right. <laughs> We lost Chris again. Chris is from <laughs> yeah, he like he had something to say, and then. He lost, we lost I'm him. I'm gonna leave him there. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna take. Oh, oh, he's but back. The, you know, the true star magic of Star Wars. We're just we'll take like a war movie and make the Star Wars version of it. Yeah, you know. So, um, but yeah, like the comic was, um, you know, it it was just like a it was like a cool Boba Fett story, and I think it sort of captured the way that the they've sort of started treating the star Wars universe a little bit more where it's like, I appreciate not necessarily making Boba Fett like Wolverine, you know, or like, 
he like Boba Fett wins, but he you know he gets fucked up a little bit, or like it's a little bit of luck, and it's like he's not the ultimate badass. He's not the you know like he doesn't have the money to pay for this, so he's got to find a way to do you know like there's complications, you know, as Werner Herzog said. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. <laughs> he would know. Vernon he would know. He would. Def- he definitely knows some real life bounty hunters, <laughs> guaranteed. But yeah, it was cool. I'll, when the other, you know, I I read some of the Star Wars books because I I've actually I really enjoy like the Vader stuff too. So I'm probably keep following along. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed the Star Wars stuff as well. So I'm going to see how much of this I'm going to read because there's a lot. In there's this. a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I read an interesting book that was. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about this book and not sound bad. Um, it was. It's the Good Asian. By uh, I cannot pronounce the gentleman's name. It's Pornchik. Push. <sighs> Jesus. I, I, I apologize. Like, there's no way I can possibly pronounce his name. Um, oh yeah, that's a hell of a name. <laughs> yeah, so bad, yeah. It's like Porshak. Uh, Pishetchot. Pishetchot. I don't know. Yeah, whatever your name is. Anyway, the book itself, um, I, I kind of went into it like not really expecting to like it, um, but I did like it, and the reason I did like it was because it wasn't what I expected. What I expected was, you know, based on what I had read about the book and the mm-hmm. title, and just sort of. Uh, the, the the promotional material behind the book about it being it basically it's about a cop it's a it's a noir story set in 1936 Chinatown San Francisco uh, and the the main protagonist is Asian um, and he is a police officer from ha- Honolulu Hawaii because that's the only place he could become a police officer as a Chinese man. Uh, but he's in San Francisco because a childhood friend and uh, his father need his help finding someone's and and they begged him to come um, and and try and find this woman uh, who also happens to be Chinese and that's why they asked him because they thought he would he would be um, able to maybe find out something that like white cops wouldn't be able to find out um. And it, it's set in a time period where, you know, uh, American history is pretty dark. You know, 1936, uh, there had already been, and and this was sort of information to me from the book, uh, there had already been like an immigration ban on Chinese since like 1934 or something like that, or 1918, something like that. And um, it was very hard to immigrate to the United States uh, if you were Asian or um, Arab. And uh, so that's kind of the the mood around the book. So knowing that and going into it, I was sort of like, well, this is going to be sort of, you know, a, it's going to be kind of ham fisted and it's going to have this measure, you know, this message about 
you know, the the racism, uh, you know, and, and about that Asians have have had to fight, and, and which is I don't you know necessarily. I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing, but for me, it's not necessarily an interesting thing. It could be interesting, and but sometimes I feel like a book, a comic book that has a message like that ends up being more about the message than the story and and not, you know what I mean? Like the, they're more, the writers sometimes is more interested in the message than telling a good story. But in this, what was really intriguing was the main character. Uh, this cop is not really a good guy necessarily. At least when we first meet him, he, uh, he's, try you know he's assimilated or at least he's trying to and he's trying to fit in and he's trying to be a police officer and so he kind of is as hard on you know the, the asian community or at least people that he run into that runs into that he feels like are giving asians a bad name mm-hmm. he's just as bad on them as sort of the white cops are he's not really and he looks the other way and he and he's struggling with that as the book opens up, but I wasn't expecting that kind of a character. You know what I mean? I, I just, I was, I was surprised that that was the take they were you know, going to have. And I assume eventually he's going to have a very noir moment. Cause that is, that is extremely noir, you know, to have that guy who is just trying to get by. And then all of a sudden he decides to stand up for something when you least expect it. Right. That's like every Sam Spade yeah. novel. That's, yeah. every, you know what I mean? Like that's a very noir Humphrey Bogart kind of, uh, kind of thing, uh, to, to have that guy who's not really a good guy who doesn't really give a shit about other people. Who's not heroic. Uh, you know, anti-hero. probably. Yeah. He's an antihero. And, and, but he has that moment where he decides this is, I'm going to stand up for my, you know, for something right. Um, so it was just really, I, I really appreciated the fact that the writer cared as much about the sort of mechanics of a noir story as he did about what he's writing about, which is also a really interesting character during that time period. You know what I mean? It's like facing the, or, 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 or living with the inherent racism against uh, Asian people people that you know that he's dealing with while trying to fit in while trying to you know uh live the american dream as he sees it and so really interesting book i was i was very impressed by it um it's if you're not a noir fan if you're you know like if you haven't read noir novels or you're not a you know a, a fan of that kind of storytelling you might get a little <sighs> overwhelmed by it because he does write it very much like a it feels a little bit like a a noir novel you know what i mean like it feels like a pulp novel where there's a lot of the detective um you know narrating the story from you know his own perspective but there's also the regular comic book story is going on you know what i mean so it's sort of it's a lot going on in every panel because you might have a character talking and at the same time our detective is sort of narrating it very noirish uh you know very you know detective uh, movie kind of way so but overall i really i really en- enjoyed the book uh looking forward to the next issue of it so um yeah really smart and and like i said i i 
it's it's one of the few books that I've read that are about something that is also mm-hmm. as good a story as the subject that 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 it or the message that it's about as well. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. The, the good Asian. Did you guys read anybody those? Yeah, I did not read it. That sounds All interesting. Right. Sounds like I should, but I will. Yeah. My internet sucks, so I'm going to try and do this real quick. And then, Sal, I'm going to hand off all of the sign-off stuff to you because uh, it's technical difficulties tonight. Um, Tom, you talked about expanding on existing universes uh, with Star Wars. I think there's a few properties out there that, you know, it's it's fun to do that, and you can kind of, like, time jump around. Um couple weeks ago dc now or uh dc was it dc idw um combined to uh put out lock and key helen gone which is uh lock and key and uh the sandman universe which i think both of those um universes are are ripe for telling uh different stories and different different times and you can just you know there's a lot of there's a lot of um uncharted territory in both of those um worlds that that joe hill and and neil gaiman created and with this you you see a combination of the two it was so much fun you've got uh characters from a a supplemental lock and key story that takes place around world war one and characters from that through the keys from key house are um uh, able to go to the house that that dream was uh imprisoned in through like the first uh beginning of the sandman series and then find the character finds her way into the house of mystery so you have key house and the house of mystery and a lot of the characters from from Sandman and Lock and Key interacting, and it's it's awesome. And it's uh, Rodriguez doing art, so it looks just like all of the other Lock and Key stories. I love going back and revisiting that that universe, and to mix it with Sandman was really cool. That's I love seeing Kane and Abel uh, interacting with characters from from Lock and Key. It's cool. Lock and key is um it's it's one of those books that like reminds me of when I was a kid mm-hmm. and like maybe I was sick from school and home <laughs> and reading comics or watching cartoons or something you know what I mean like there's certain certain like worlds that kind of you wrap around you like a blanket like fables was that to me fables was a book that was like wrapping a warm blanket around me and 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 Mm -hmm. being at home and um funny enough the cartoon uh the venture brothers does that to me like that same universe (laughs) as wacky and funny as it is like there's something about that storytelling that is like it brings me so much to when i was a kid and you know, it's like it's like Stranger Things does that to me now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah, that universe, yeah. 
it's a yeah. it's a comforting thing for some reason and yeah lock and key is definitely one of it those that, where it's, it's just i'm gonna i'm gonna it. walk into this door I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna you know to use a metaphor you know it's like i'm gonna open this door and walk into this universe for a little while and just mm-hmm. kind of be here and and you know uh yeah that's i when you said that i immediately knew what you were talking about yeah it's it's i can't wait to to read the rest of this i have no idea how many issues it is but it it really is a peanut uh, it's a peanut butter and jelly kind of combination that just it just it, it works so well together and i mean you see you know the reveal you know she ends up in the basement and there's the reveal of this creature that he's in prison and you're like oh yeah i've you know i've read this story i know i know when this happens in right you know in the sandman universe it's yeah i'm you're immediately there and it gives you that you know kind of feeling it's like oh yeah 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 i know where i know where we are this is familiar territory for me it's just neat to See one of these days, I'm, I'm going to go back and and collect all of the Sandman universe stuff that DC has put out over the last however many years, and I think is kind of coming mm-hmm. to an end. Um, but I, like, I want to get all of those and and just sit down and the books of magic and all that. Yeah. Gather around, gather, <laughs> gather around a fire. <laughs> no, no, don't. <laughs> no, I don't mean <laughs> no. All these books. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the, the uh, well, you know, it's interesting. Like Gaiman, uh, he's built such a. He doesn't have like a universe. I mean, obviously the Sandman universe, but I mean, if you look at like all of his novels that he's written, you know, he he's written all sorts of different uh, types of stories. And they don't necessarily all fit together in some sort of shared universe, mm-hmm. but they all have like the same like whimsical uh you know, right? Like there's a whimsy to his storytelling to me. Yeah. Like there's a there's a very fairy tale-esque, you know. Mm-hmm tone to all of his storytelling it's magical there's a little bit of magic in all of his stories. Neil, Neil Gaiman's stories take place in that brief moment when you're in deep sleep and just about ready to wake up is that's kind of how a, I look at them that's a really good yeah twilight twilight yeah. sleep yeah that's a yeah absolutely it's it's um even though like I said they don't they don't you couldn't like figure out a way to to put all those characters in the same universe that he's written in his books, but they fit anyway. Like they've uh, in a tonal. This is what I hate about that guy and, and how brilliant he is. You know, the story it's like, Oh yeah. So we were driving down this, you know, English road and, and I saw this, you know, stone um, stone wall. And there was a, a part of the stone wall that was knocked out. And I just started thinking, Wow! If you just walk through that that break in the wall, but then on the other side you emerged into a fairyland. Wouldn't that be neat? I'm just like, I I, I would just drive past it, <laughs> not even notice it. And you're like, yeah, no, there's a big fairyland right through right through that broken, that well, broken that's, wall. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what yeah. makes him who he is, right? Like he yeah. 
he sees a different world than the one you know he we live in he refuses to mm -hmm. sort of experience it the same way and he's you know what he, you know what he reminds me of and i like when you said you hate about him it's the same thing like paul mccartney paul mccartney <laughs> like i love paul mccartney but what i hate about the idea of paul mccartney is that he seems like he could literally sit down at any time and 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 be in a room just be in a room with two people and someone says something and he could write a classic song yeah. right there and then you know what i mean like mm. uh, just like at any time he could write it is like like penny lane penny lane is such an amazing song right like this but it's literally just a guy walking down the street and it's mm. like did he did he just walk down the street and the things he saw he turned it into this fucking classic song mm -hmm. right yeah. like it's just yeah. insane yeah. how talented he, actually, he is he actually, yeah, uh, yeah. and I, there yeah, are Beatle maniacs out there that will say which what song this is. But apparently, he, he was he was like, I wonder if people are just listening to my songs because they know that they're my songs. And so he basically ghost wrote a song and had another person record it, and it became a big hit. And it just to just to kind of see if he was as good right. a songwriter as he. You know, as everyone told him, and uh, yeah. and I forget what song it was, but it was yeah, turned into a big hit. And it's like yeah, no, no, he's good. It was uh, I believe that was I like big butts, and I can't. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. He did. Uh, <laughs> he did a lot of stuff on the. Uh, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. <laughs> he uh, penned a couple of those. It's uh, he was one of the um, S one W. But that's what like that that what you're saying about Neil Gaiman. It feels like the very like the same thing. Like yeah. they just have the ability to tr to look at the world in a different way and then put it down so that we all go, oh, wow, <laughs> like that, wow, that yeah, the world is kind of magical, you know, like it is, yeah, it is, it is there is some Ooh, magic in the neat. world. <laughs> <laughs> There's magic everywhere. That's magic. Magic is here and there. All right. Yeah. So that's what I. So yeah. 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 Read that. It's good. It's it's lock and key. It's going to be good. I will. I will definitely check that out. I have yeah, not read and, it. Yeah, and it's all. Uh, the Gaiman doesn't have a, a cover credit on there. I don't. I'm sure there's a story um, about you know who was going to do what, but it's uh it's Joe Hill and uh, is it uh, I forget I forget the artist's first name. Um, Gabriel? Gabriel Rodriguez, right? Is it Gabriel? Yes. I believe so. Yeah, Gabriel Rodriguez. And Jay Photos. I always point out Jay Photos because man is he's a he put as much of a uh, stamp on those books with his coloring as as anything. It's great coloring on those books. Terrific, terrific. Well, all right. We read some I'm comics. up, aren't I? You are, you are fuzzy. You are very lo-fi today, my friend. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> it happens. You know, it's okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit back and listen now. I'm just gonna, well, I don't know, Do we, Tom. Do you have anything else? To... No. Let's wrap this bad boy up. I think right, we covered yeah. a lot of covered a lot of ground. Well, mm -hmm. as always, uh, you can find us at aroundcomics.com and at YouTube at Around Comics and. 
Instagram at around comics and Twitter and all those places. Um, obviously we're doing, uh, we do live shows every Tuesday night at 8 PM central time, 6 PM Pacific, uh, here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter Periscope. If you want to watch the show, if you're not watching, if you're just listening, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, our heart radio, Amazon, audible, uh, more places than I could even list at just about anywhere you get podcasts. You can find around comics. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to aroundcomics.com slash shop and buy buy some official Around Comics gear. There's shirts and hats and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, if you'd f- like more content of us three talking about stuff, you can go to patreon.com slash aroundcomics and get bonus stuff that is exclusively to our patrons. We Oh, speaking of, hold on a second. I have to thank we one have of new our patrons. We did get a new patron, yes. I have to uh, I have to thank him. We had a new patron this week. Hold on just a moment, and I will pull up his name. Oh, no, I won't. Wait a second. Uh, God damn it. This internet's so Gabriel slow. Gabriel Rodriguez. Gabriel, Ro- no. Uh, Wes Anderson, no. Um, where the hell's his name? Oh, here it is. Matthew, just just Matthew. That's all he put on there. It's Matthew became a patron this week. <laughs> Tom Thank you very Hardy. Tom. Oh, Tom Hardy, that'd be cool. Tom Brady became a patron. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is now a patron because he needs something to do. He's not playing football anymore. He's given up on the Packers. No, I'm that just kidding, Tom. He's gonna be, he's gonna be back. He'll be back. Uh, but yes, thank you, Matthew, for becoming a patron. And uh, like I said, if you want more, all sorts of bonus content, ACTV, where we talk about TV shows, Tom versus the Freedom Fighters, where he recaps the hilarious. Yeah, the next one's a doozy. It's a real, real barn burner. Real. It's uh, it's a real like. Oh yeah, this book isn't gonna last. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a real like. Oh. We're struggling here. Someone <laughs> forgot to write this one. I guess we're gonna. Does the human bot does does the human bomb explode? Yeah, I mean they're just like giving people powers left and right. Like just oh. like we gotta jazz these guys up. What do you mean this is all they got? We gotta numbers are down, man. We got <laughs> we're three issues in. We gotta yeah. It's it's what like uh think about if uh we gave Uncle Sam a leather jacket. You know, just kind of give him a little bit of an edge. <laughs> I'd like, yeah, someday maybe I'll interview. I'd like to interview classic creators about issues that are like, you guys must have just been like, shit, I don't know what to do, but this has got to come out. So oh, wow. I guess we're doing this story. Like, it's <laughs> nothing It's any of the creators who worked on that book, but it felt very much like, oh, shit, we ran out of ideas already. Three issues in, we got to like... Hey, we understand. We, you know, yeah. We, oh, yeah. I've been there, man. <laughs> this book got to come out, dude. It's bicentennial, and we got the, the Uncle Sam. We got to give these. You know, there's a great moment in the issue where essentially they're like, oh, I, w- I, w- I wish more members of the team could fly, so I didn't have to carry every." You know, it was just like, <laughs> "Haven't you given give these guys a vehicle or something?" It's just like these weird, like. I think, I, I think Marty Pasco wrote it, and he was probably just like, "You got to be kidding me! Like one of these people can fly? Like how the hell did they get it?" 
<laughs> they take the bus. What yeah. a yeah. or something. They don't have a vehicle. Like, <laughs> I really feel emasculated God when you carry me. It's like a, a real problem. Black Condor has got to carry them all. All right. Well, if you want more of that kind of content, that kind of hilarious commentary, you can get it at patreon.com slash around comics for just five bucks a month. Five bucks. Five bucks. You get Tom versus the Freedom Fighters. You get 30 minutes with interviews Chris does with creators and skip a latte. You get uh, whenever I get to it, you get future stacks. Uh, Future stacks. Guaranteed hits. (laughs) ACTV, you get ACTV as well. So, yeah, for five bucks, you can't go wrong. Um, all right, guys, I guess I think that's all the the plugs. Unless you guys got any more sponsors, Chris, you got any more beer sponsors, or you got a Jiffy peanut butter back there? Is that a new sponsor <laughs> of the show? Sponsored by Comcast or whatever, Wisconsin <laughs> AOL dial-up. Yeah. Sponsored by Chris Oregon pixelated Chris. I feel like we're talking to Chris from the past. He was yeah. like 1996. We're, we're talking to 1996. Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Buy Bitcoin. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, Round Comics episode 371. Thanks, everybody, for listening and watching. Uh, we'll be back next week. But in the meantime... Oh, I guess in in between time, <laughs> we'll be everywhere in and around comics. Around comics. Yeah. I've heard it enough times. I guess I could do it. <laughs> everywhere.